I just want to share a little bit about some principles of sowing and reaping because uh, it's very easy to get discouraged when you don't see a result right away. And all of us want to see some fruit for our efforts. If we invest in something financially or time-wise or our energy or whatever, and we don't see a result, it can get very discouraging. And we get disheartened and think, what good is this? Why should I even bother? And so I just want to encourage us with a couple of thoughts on the idea of sowing and reaping. And last summer, um, I did a kid's story. And I don't know if some of you may remember it or not. But I will just review what I shared for our kids' story. There are three laws of sowing and reaping that my dad used to teach us when we were kids. Number one was you reap what you sow. You're not going to reap something different than what you sow. So if you plant tomatoes in your garden, you're going to get a tomato plant. You're not going to get an eggplant or a potato or a corn. You're going to get a tomato. So you reap what you sow. You reap more than what you sow. And isn't that true? If a farmer only reaped what he sowed, the quantity-wise, what's the point, right? But you plant so that you can get back more, your results. And you reap after you sow. It's, I don't think it's ever happened where somebody has reaped their harvest before they planted it, right? You always reap after you sow. And those are really great things if you're sowing great seeds. If you're sowing bad seeds, that can be very sobering because you're going to reap more than what you sow, and it's going to come afterwards, and you're going to reap the wrong things. So I want to ask you today to consider where are you sowing? Now, we've applied a lot of this to the project of Chikondi, um, but we sow every single day in many, many different ways. And where, what, what are you sowing? What are you sowing in your own life? What are you sowing in the lives of the people around you, the people that you talk to, the people that you email or text, the people that you support? How are you sowing? What are you sowing? Because we'll reap what we sow. And um, that's a sobering thought to think about. Even as I was preparing this, I said, Lord, oh, I want to sow good seeds. I want the words coming out of my mouth to be good seeds in somebody else's life. And I myself am a product of wonderful seeds that people have planted in my own life. And I want to pass that on to others. And I was, I was considering this, and, and one of the things that I thought about is as a sower or a planter, we are not given the responsibility to create a harvest. And in fact, when you plant your garden, your, your job is to plant and to water it, but it's God who makes the seeds grow, right? And then we go and harvest it. But actually, the whole responsibility for making those seeds grow in the first place, it's, that's what God does. And I think we sometimes forget that, that if we don't see a result right away, or if we don't see the fruit of what we've done tomorrow, it gets so discouraging. We think, oh, I, did, I didn't do my job right, or I just need to give up. But God is the one who gives the increase. And we are to be the sowers, the planters. We are to sow seeds wherever we go. And you know, sometimes it takes a lot of effort. Sometimes it doesn't take any effort at all. You can be walking down Waverly and smile at someone. And that is a seed. I noticed that as we were traveling, I noticed these things. I watch people and I observe them. And you know, the, the officers that immigration or security guards or even the um, stewardesses on the plane, you know, the ones that smile at you, it's just like, oh, thank you for being nice to me. Like, that's a seed that can be in your heart, and it makes you feel good, and then you can go pass that on to somebody else and smile at somebody else and be kind to them. It wasn't anything grand and glorious. Nobody preached a sermon. You can just smile at someone. Give them a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus. And we can sow and sow and sow. That's our responsibility. And I was struck by 
you know, the story of the sower um, and the four um, kinds of ground. You, we all know that story, right? Jesus told the parable of the sower. And some fell on the pathway, some fell on rocky ground, some fell on thorny, weedy ground, and then some fell on the good ground. And we often focus on those those grounds, which is good. That's the condition of our hearts, and we want to make sure that our hearts are in good condition. But I was thinking about the sower, and there was never anything that Jesus said that would criticize that sower for sowing on three kinds of bad ground and only one kind of good ground. He didn't say that. He didn't say, oh, he shouldn't have dropped, food, dropped seeds on the, on the pathway, or he shouldn't have dropped seeds on the rocky ground, or he shouldn't have dropped seeds on the thorny ground. His job as the sower was to sow the seed, God's word, God's love with everyone. And where it fell and how it grew, that was God's job and the job of the person where it, where it fell. But for the sower, his job was just to sow. Sow seeds wherever you go. And I have to credit my dad with that. He always would tell me that, and I would get intimidated, like, oh, I don't know if I can talk to this person or whatever. And he said, just sow a little seed. You don't have to preach a sermon. You don't have to even read a chapter in the Bible. Just sow a little seed. And we have to work together on this because we are the body of Christ. And you don't know how many seeds are in a person's heart when you go to talk to them. Maybe they've heard about Jesus from different people, and you're coming along and just sowing more seeds or putting water on that seed. We never know how much the Lord and the Holy Spirit is working on somebody's heart. And so as we work together as part of the body of Christ here in Africa, in Central America, in Asia, wherever we might be, we can sow those seeds. And we're not, we're not responsible to make it grow. We're not responsible for that harvest. We are responsible to sow the seed and allow the Lord to make it grow, to bring the increase of that. I think many times, if we can just remember that, just keep sowing, just keep sowing, we will help, it will help us not to be, become too discouraged if we don't see results right away. And I wanted to close with just one thought. We, as a church, have been praying for revival for a long time. And in fact, I've heard about revival my whole life. I'm almost 40 years old, and I've heard about it since I, was, since I can remember. And we've been praying for revival. Lord, send, and it's likened to the latter rain, right? In the Bible, they talk about the former rain, which is the rain that falls in the springtime to, to help the seeds to grow. And then there's the latter rain that comes to bring the harvest to maturity so it can be harvested. So we hear about the latter rain a lot. And I am one who prays for that. Lord, send revival. Send the rain of your Holy Spirit. Bring, you know, souls into the kingdom of God and change our lives. And hallelujah, you know, I, I, love, I love to pray for that. But as I was considering this message, I said, Lord, of what benefit is that latter rain if there are no seeds to be sown? If there are no seeds that are coming to maturity, what benefit is the latter rain? And whose job, whose fault is it if there are no seeds in the ground? That's our job. That's our fault. And so we're not responsible to bring that rain. I mean, we pray for it, absolutely. But it's the Lord that sends it. It's the Lord that brings the crops to maturity. But it's our job to make sure there's seeds for it to rain on and to bring to maturity. And so I want to encourage us with that because um, we, as part of the body of Christ, are responsible to be sowing. And any farmer knows, <laughs> many of you are more farmers than I am, but anyways, any farmer knows that the more seeds he plants the higher the chance of a good yield. So if you're only going to get 10% of your crops to grow, you better be planting a lot of seeds, right? And we don't know what the percentage is. You know, we don't know if we're going to get 50% yield or 100% would be wonderful. 
or it's 10%, if it's only 10%, you better be sowing a lot of seeds so we can get a big harvest, right? And so I started doing the math in my head. I'm like, we just, we just got to sow all the time. Don't even count. Don't even think about, you know, how many seeds am I sowing and how many am I getting in return? We won't know many of those things till we get to heaven, but we need to be sowing. We need to be sowing so that when that revival comes, there's rain that will fall. There's seeds for those, for the rain to bring to maturity. So I just want to give you a couple of ways that we can sow. First of all, in your own heart, sow the word of God in your heart. Read your Bible every day. Don't just read uh, somebody else's interpretation of the word of God. That's fine. Don't just listen to some well-known speaker. That's fine too. But read the actual word of God, the Bible, his words to your heart. Ask him to speak to you. Sow that word in your heart every single day. Because as it grows in your heart, it will bear fruit and it will go on to other people and you can sow his word in other people's hearts. That is where your life is. Sow into your family. It's a lot of times it's easier to sow into other people, especially sometimes people you don't know. You're like, oh, I'll just plant a seed here and just walk away. I won't ever see that person again. But when it's your family, oh, you have to live with them and you have to interact with them and you have to talk with them, and which can be good and it can be hard at the same time. If you have kids at home, sow into your kids. Spend time with your kids. Invest in your kids. Read the word of God to your kids. Speak words of life and blessing over your kids. If your kids aren't at home, invest in them. Send them cards. Send them emails. Talk to them. Pray for them. Praying is a huge seed that you can sow over and over again. And I know many wonderful parents who pray and pray and pray for their families. And if you don't have any kids of your own, sow into somebody else's kids. So find other children to bless and to sow into. Sow into your friends. Sow into your neighbors, whether they're Christians or not. Sow seeds of kindness, of goodness, of peace, all the fruits of the Spirit. Sow into the body of Christ. You guys did that so well. You sowed into our family when you gave us that offering for the van. We sowed into the people in Burkina Faso when we went over there. You can sow financially. You can sow by giving your time. You can sow with your prayers, by words of encouragement. There's so many things that you can do that will plant seeds in people's hearts. And sow the gospel any chance that you get. God's love for people, how much he loves them, how much he desires that they be part of his family as well. Any chance you get, it doesn't have to be a huge sermon. Again, like I said, can just be a little seed, a little mustard seed even. And it doesn't have to be, you might think it's insignificant, but you never know. You never know where that seed will go. So it's God who brings the increase. And I just want to conclude with um, Galatians. Hmm, where was it? I don't have the verse written down, but it's the verse, oh, Galatians 6, 8 through 10. Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And I would encourage you, don't give up. Don't give up because we are responsible for the sowing. It is God who brings the increase. We do our part. God will do his part. And even if we don't see it this side of heaven, we may not even know where our seeds all went. Um, until we get to heaven. And in fact, I can almost guarantee you, you won't know where all your seeds went until you get to heaven. But the Lord gives us little tokens here on earth to encourage us to keep going. So I want to encourage you as you pray for our missionaries, sow into their lives, um, pray for them, keep in touch with them, send emails or text. It's very easy to keep in touch with missionaries these days. We don't have to write letters and it doesn't take, you know, six months to get there anymore. Um, we can just shoot off an email or a text 
or even call them if you if you the Lord would put it on your heart. And if the Lord gives you an opportunity to travel to visit a missionary, take that opportunity because it will change your life and it will change their lives too. So um, I just want to leave you with some of those thoughts to encourage myself and to encourage you as well to, to keep sowing into the kingdom of God for his glory because he is the one who ultimately will bring that increase. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.